The process of buying a vehicle hasn't changed much over the last 30 years until now. Carbiza is the world's first app to harness the power of AI to accurately predict your best financing scenario, all while keeping you anonymous. We'll be chatting with many people who are here to help, to guide you, to make it easier for you to understand. That's what this Carbiza podcast is all about. My name is Bryn Griffiths and joining us is Kevin Wong. It's our job to guide you through the exciting complex world of buying a vehicle. And on today's episode, joining us is the VP of Sales and co-founder of Carbiza, Nick Samaha. Well, let's talk about it online. I, you know, let me be honest right up front with you. I never shopped online. Now, I know a lot of people who did, but over the pandemic, all of a sudden I discovered this crazy website where you could pretty much buy everything. And I feel like I did buy everything, but now what it's done is it's opened my eyes to the abilities that I have to be able to go out and purchase anything, including vehicles. You know what, Brent, uh, just to add to that, uh, I've got millennials, uh, typically millennials and Gen Zs, and they were just shocked I wasn't buying anything online. And of course, with the pandemic, I decided to try anything and everything. So I jumped in and I even tried to buy plywood online. It was delivered. So I was just floored. So I found a new toy. So of course, I've been spending a lot of time online now. Uh, with respect to that, of course, why can't you buy a vehicle online? You can buy everything else online. And why can't you expect the same experience you get when you're trying to buy a vehicle uh, when uh, really that, that you'd see with every other product that you can buy online? You know what I find there, Nick, and, and we're very appreciative sharing your knowledge with us, but I found that I've been resistant to that. You know, I, I search online. And me as a consumer, I find myself really wanting, and now I'm not in the market right now, but really wanting that in-person or that physical experience where it's not necessarily the same as buying razors online or, or buying toilet paper online or anything like that. You know, buying a vehicle, I think, is, is a, it's a tangible and visceral type of experience. So how, how has that changed with the auto industry? So... Really, let me touch a little bit on that. So, of course, it's a tangible uh, purchase. It's probably the second largest purchase for any consumer out there, for most consumers. Uh, really, it's significant. And you, we live in a, uh, in, a, in a society where we need to drive to go anywhere, right? Canada's got a, got a, a big footprint. So wherever you want to go, you basically have to drive. So, of course, you rely, you become pretty close to that vehicle. It becomes personal to you. Not only is it a significant expense, it's also personal to you. So hence why you want to make sure when you are shopping, uh, especially online for that vehicle, that you're able to do both. Look, feel, touch, do your research online till you're ready to buy. When you're ready to buy, you want to go and finalize that purchase, right? So most of the work uh, we want to do at home, because uh, again, who wants to spend 14 hours uh, uh, at a dealership doing their research? Who wants to drive around from dealer to dealer to dealer to dealer, trying to figure out uh, what they're going to buy? What typically happens today, just so you know, you know, we used to go to five to eight dealerships in the past, about a decade or longer, uh, when we're looking for a vehicle today, we go on average to less than two dealerships. 
about 46% of consumers will buy from the first dealership because they've done that homework online. They typically will know more than the majority of salespeople in that dealership about the vehicle they're looking to purchase. What the area they don't know anything about is the financing. Really, frankly, it's a brick wall when, uh, to them. It's a very secretive process when it comes to financing. And I can touch on that a little bit with respect to Carbiza and what we do with that for you. For hey, before consumers. before we get into that, though, I'm kind of curious to know, is there is there is this a demo specific thing or is the demographic for this widening because when you get older guys like me all of a sudden buying online that should tell you everything you know what let me get into some market specific so to me online shopping really is about marketing okay yep so i'm a borderline boomer i still love my print media love to read the newspaper on saturday but really that that component is only, only works with your boomers. And frankly, they're not the, they're, they're really not becoming the market. Most of them are sunsetting their careers. So what's the other options for uh, really uh, dealers to try and market their products to consumer? It is radio or television. Consumers today, time shift everything, right? It's either PVR or subscription service. You've got Netflix, you've got Disney Plus, you've got Amazon Prime, you got Spotify. You really can't advertise on those platforms to get your message across to consumers. Your other options, your alternate option is, of course, your social media, your SEOs on Google, what have you. But guess what, uh, Bryn? Those really don't work anymore with consumers. They've been around for about 25 years now. We're all blinded to them, right? So yep. the minute I see an advertising anywhere, I scroll pretty quickly through it. I almost like block it out. It's just, it's natural now. So what does work today though with consumers is that transparency, that anonymity, that availability of information, just so when they're ready to make that purchase, they frankly, they can and make an informed decision. And what tends to happen is that you're building trust with the customer when you're offering them that shopping experience they're looking for. And this is why I always say really, personalization and trust, sorry, personalization, transparency builds trust and trust sells cars. So true. I think that's uh, relevant in any industry. As you say that, this is a great segue, I think, Nick, is I've seen these ads online promoting cars and it's like, pick your ride, pick your rate. And they show a picture where it says uh, $125 biweekly and it's a Mercedes G-Wagon or something like that. You know, and, and I, I kind of smirk and giggle because I'm in marketing and and I know that's somewhat like clickbait. Now, uh, how does, how has that methodology transformed the buying experience for the consumer? Because in my opinion, that's not necessarily above board. Yeah. So let's talk about the options online for consumers. So there's about four. Okay. One is I call them the teaser sites, which is frankly what you're speaking of. Uh, there's also the dealer website slash OEM sites, and we'll get into that as well. There's your online only retailers. Now they have popped up over the last few years in Canada, a few of them in the US, as well as your market, automotive marketplaces like your Auto Trader, your Kijiji, your CarGurus, and your Carbiza. But uh, with respect to Carbiza, we'll, we'll get into the specifics on that here shortly. Let's talk about the teaser sites. The whole purpose of these teaser sites is to get you to fill out an online application for financing, because what are they going to do with that? Dealers will tend to do their marketing, frankly, for their website 
but they can never drive enough consumers into their into their dealership. Why? Because you know we only buy a car once every five to six years, right? So they need that funnel to be full all the time. They can't generate enough. They go out and buy leads. One of the places they'll buy them is from these teaser sites. Their approach is extremely nefarious, and actually their methodology is also quite questionable. As an example, uh, they'll advertise everything from price under invoice to uh, a lot of misleading language, frankly, guaranteed approval, pick your rate, pick your car, uh, and they'll almost guarantee it, right? As well as other things that other things that they'll do. You know, there'll be an entry form for, an, for you to win an iPad. And what happens when you fill it up? They'll turn around, sell that info for over $250 at times, depending on, on the dealer, the area, the territory, so forth. Uh, another approach is that you've got a, you know, you've got a millennials, you've got a Gen Z playing game online. Okay, I still play games. You want an app uh, really for, for a weapon or something. Uh, they'll offer to pay for that, for that personal information. It may cost them five bucks, but then they'll turn around and sell it again for $250 plus, uh, uh, whatever they can get for it. So really their approach uh, is quite nefarious. They're 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 dishonest in their presentation and what they're doing with that info. They'll pretend that you know they got uh, uh, really partnerships with these dealers uh, that they're 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 all in one, but really all it is is an is an opportunity for them to get your personal information. Two things you got to worry about with these folks. One, in addition to that, is that they prey on the non-prime customers. Really, on average, about 67% of your 30 and under fall in the non-prime category. That's a credit score of about 680 or less. Your, your, frankly, your 30 to 39-year-olds, about 57% of them fall into non-prime as well. And typically, it's based on utilization. That is your largest demographic today of subprime customers. They're your market, they're your millennials. 40% of your workforce today is millennials. So they prey on, frankly, on those young folks that are trying to get their life set up and established. And, uh, and ultimately, you gotta remember, when you get into a car loan, you're in that loan, uh, really, for anywhere up to nine years now. You can get a nine-year loan. And that loan will have a significant impact on your life and your quality of life, frankly. You gotta worry about who's gonna contact you as well. They take that lead. They're not giving it to the Ford dealership next door. They could be, but it could be the GM dealership in the next province if they're selling a used vehicle. It could be that corner lot or that dirt lot, maybe three provinces over. Why? Because these guys will deliver, will call you and frankly, try and get you to, to uh, agree on a purchase. Typically, sometimes you don't know what you're even buying, color, uh, options, because you're non-prime. You're, re you're really looking for a mode of transportation. So that whole experience tends to be uh, quite scary for a lot of customers. And non-prime doesn't necessarily mean bad credit. It's just not ideal, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So non, when you break non-prime down, uh, really, to, to kind of uh, help out with that, uh, with that comment, uh, Kevin, you've got your non-prime falls into your near-prime, sub-prime, and deep sub-prime customers. Okay? So it's, it's a big gamut. It's a big window. The one thing about any of these options I'm going to talk about, with the exception of the automotive marketplaces, is that these, these uh, vendors will actually do a hard credit pull on the customer. Mm which will have an impact on the customer's credit bureau. If you are a prime customer, you're borderline prime. 
And you're, you're basically you shop around. You put in an application, you call up a dealer, you go in maybe, or you just talk to them over the phone. Uh, you might uh, really uh, try one of those online only services. Every one of them is doing a hard credit pull on you because it is perceived that you're applying for a loan. And every time your credit score drops, so you can push a prime customer into non-prime uh, pretty quickly. And now their borrowing costs on that vehicle may go up three, four, 5%. So significant impact on those consumers. That's why you got to do your homework and you got to be careful up there. So there's two instances I want to bring up here. Uh, and one of them is is about the, the cost of borrowing. And I think that's a topic for maybe another day that you're going to get into the details with, Nick. But I, I remember seeing an ad uh, where they said up to $25,000 cash back. Wow. So that would be incentivizing for somebody that might be in a cash pinch. They say, hey, how do I get $25,000 cash back? Can you educate our listeners on what that actually means? Sure. So when you are buying a vehicle, the lender will advance depending on your credit profile and what program you fit in, uh, really will advance up to 40% on the metal itself on the vehicle. So if it's a wholesale value is $10,000, they'll advance another $4,000 on top of that to the dealer that they can use as a profit. They'll also advance another 40% for them to be able to sell you back-end products. For Prime and your Super Prime customers, really think of it as 80% and the dealer can decide where that goes with some caveats, okay? The dealer also gets a kickback for sending that customer to that lender. But, but again, so the dealer has an opportunity to earn another 80% of the value of the vehicle, uh, really, when it comes to that. So it's kind of like... Um, they're willing to give up some cash to get you to buy the vehicle so they can make the money and run it through financing. But here's what happens. You may, as a prime customer, only have to pay 4.99% for a loan. They can upsell the rate by a couple of percentages. Okay, so now they're convincing you that, you know, really uh, you, you have to pay 6.99. And they'll make, they'll make, basically what that does for them is that they can make significant amount of money to sell you the financing. So they'll tease you with anything, cashback. But that cashback is actually going on your loan. It's not free cash. You're financing them. And if you happen to be paying 6, 7, 12, 20% on that, well, guess what? It's costing you a lot of money. You're buried into this vehicle and try and get out of it. Year down the road, if you try and sell that vehicle, that vehicle may be only worth eight grand, but yet your loan is 25 grand on that vehicle. So how are you gonna get out of that vehicle? Because you sell it for eight, you still have to come up with a difference to pay off the lender. So if somebody's going online and they wanna shop for a vehicle and they wanna avoid all this, what is the best plan of attack here? So really, this is where we come in. You've got your standard uh, listing services out there, your auto traders, your Kijiji, your car gurus, where they're just an aggregate of inventory, really. They're developed in the past and they promote the ways of the past. There's still a lot of clickbait on there. All the, all, the, all the teaser rates that you see on there, frankly, are designed around that super prime tier one customers. But remember, lenders can have up to 10 tiers, right? So they just promote the best of the bets, which very few people can qualify for. Really, and this is where it, it, um, Carbiza comes in. So Carbiza is an automotive marketplace, really designed for that digital first consumer. We gave them the process they're looking for, which is anonymity, transparency, 
all the information they need to buy a vehicle. Okay, so during the research phase, they're completely anonymous. We even we even, we've even given them an anonymous process to try and get a better price on the vehicle because a lot of your younger generations just don't like to negotiate, right? They right. shop once every six years. They're competing against pros. They're very intimidated when they when they try and get a better price. So we gave them an avenue to to basically ask for a better price. So that's where Carbiza comes in for that customer. They can do their research. They can find out what their trade is worth. It's free to them. Uh, all Their whole experience is free to the consumer. So they can find out what their trade is worth, what vehicles they qualify for uh, in the zone that they're going to be searching in. They can narrow it down to specific vehicle that applies and meets their needs. They can find out what their financing will look like. And we present them with uh, predictive multiple options, basically, that they should go down based on their preferred finance basically information how they want to present it we let them know how much money is available for them from that lender to buy additional products extended warranty maintenance packages accessories and again they can come and go as many times as they want and when they're ready to go to that next step then we'll give them an, uh, give them an option we can connect you to the dealer or let's see or do you want us to try and get you a better price through our price discovery process, which is kind of like a get my price button. They're anonymous during that approach as well. All the dealer gets, and of course, for that to work, by the way, you gotta make it also a win-win for the dealer too, right? It's not just a customer, it's a two-party uh, uh, basically connection. What happens in the, for the dealer is that they get transparency into the deal, not the customer. So they'll see that they've got a customer here interested in one of their vehicles, they're financeable, they want some additional products, they have a trade, uh, they can frankly review the price and see if they're how aggressive they wanna be to try and bring that customer into their store, frankly, or to shop through them online, right? So really, when you look at what's happening today and the experience that's available out there today for consumers, just like we started this conversation for shopping online, we are in desperate need for something in automotive. And this is where Carbiza comes in. There's really nothing like it out there globally. And trust me, I've done my homework. Uh, why are we able to do this? Is that we use a lot of AI and a lot of machine learning to do that predictive decisioning for the customer. That's amazing. Nick, thank you for sharing that. Now, for some people that are unaware or haven't been able to try out the Carbiza uh, platform yet, and I, I do understand that Carbiza is uh, having a staged regional launch, so it's not available everywhere just yet. What would you give as advice for a consumer that might be looking right now? What would your advice to them be on how do I know who to trust online if they're trying to find a car? Really, it's it's a matter of doing your homework. Today, you know, if you're in Western Canada, please try out Carbiza, and I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed with the experience and the amount of free information you're gonna get with respect to you trying to purchase a vehicle. We are onboarding dealers now in Ontario, so pretty shortly we'll be launching in Ontario, but for those consumers that are looking to buy a vehicle, Go to your go to your own bank. Find out what they're willing to, uh, frankly, uh, give you for financing. Uh, really, frankly, try and save some money. Big deposit also helps you with your financing, your ability to buy ultimately the vehicle that you want to get into. Uh, shop around. When you go to one dealer, they you are restricted to financing based on the lenders they have. There's 62 plus lenders in automotive. They may only have five of them. 
Those five dealerships, for example, uh, or those five lenders, uh, really their rates may not be optimal. As an example, you could go to a corner lot or a dirt lot where they don't have any prime lenders and you're a prime customer. So if you're buying from that lot, all of a sudden you're in a non-prime loan. You're paying excessive interest rates, uh, frankly, as compared to what you should be paying. So you really gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta do your homework and frankly, it's buyer beware. Again, this is where Carbiza comes in. When it comes to those finance options, we tell you, basically your optimal lenders and put them in order for you. You just, uh, frankly, then know what your financing should look like. I gotta tell you, I went to the site Am I allowed to say this? I actually had fun on the site while I was kind of searching things out. I loved it. I thought it was great. I think if everybody gets an opportunity to test it out, they're going to love it too. It's it's great. And I didn't feel like I was being, I didn't feel like somebody was watching over my shoulder, which I think uh, so many people always feel like you're, you're being crowded out. You get a chance to just kind of search things out on your own, at your own speed, at your own pace. It was great. Hey, Nick, before we go here, is there anything we've missed? You know what, I, I want to touch a little bit on that, Bren, uh, frankly. Uh, really, there's no even advertising on Carbiza. We give the, cus- the customer an opportunity to shop without being harassed. Really, frankly, we wanted to build an amazing consumer and dealer experience, which is, I believe, what we did. We wanted to reimagine the car shopping for, frankly, the 21st century and beyond. I know that sounds almost like a cliche, but that's what Carbiza was about for us. Really, we developed that one of the most advanced automotive marketplaces here globally. Now, we do that, again, through AI and ML to facilitate that experience. Really, consumers can come on Carbiza, shop thousands of new used and CPO vehicles, uh, really in the comforts of their own home or wherever internet is available. They could be sitting in their car by or at the Starbucks, frankly, right? And that's kind of what it's all about uh, for us. We do have a team of innovators. Really, we have disrupted other industries in the past, uh, the incubating company for Carbiza, and now we're focused on automotive. Amazing. Amazing, Nick. So basically what you're saying is that Carbiza is, is not pro, uh, pro dealership or pro OEM, but really as pro consumer and you're providing all of this information with the platform so that the consumer can, again, trust the sources that they're looking at and find the information they need so they can make the best decision. Exactly. You know, the best way to summarize that up, Kevin, really, there's a saying when it comes to finance, and really, it's truly applicable to automotive. And that saying goes like this, I think it's those who know the least pay the most. And those who can afford the least pay the most where Carbiza helps both groups out. Because again, they're getting transparency into what their financing should look like. And typically, really, that's information that is not available out there. You may get a teaser rate or you may get an offer. How do you know if that offer is best for you? How do you know if it's been upsold by a couple of percentages just so the finance manager can make a couple of extra hundred dollars? In the meantime, you're paying thousands and thousands and thousands over life of the loan, right? So question, Nick, outside of Carbiza, is there another way that consumers can protect themselves from that type of behavior? And I want to be careful because I, I I do believe that there's great dealers and finance managers out there. there is. Yep, of course. But how does a consumer protect? Is there another way that they can say, I don't want you to pull my credit five times or shop it to 10 different lenders? Is there a way for a consumer to do that? Really online? Um, 
There are some generic approaches uh, that happen today, but outside of actually going to visit multiple dealerships and seeing what you're offered each time, again, it's that research phase, which is extremely time consuming, right? Uh, there's no way for you to get that information unless you come on Carvisa. Gotcha. Hey, Nick, we'll talk again. I know we will. That was great stuff today. Appreciate your time. Folks, pleasure. Really enjoy this. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our Carbiza podcast and we hope it helps you in your search. On behalf of Kevin Wong, I'm Bryn Griffiths and thanks for listening.